This is an out loud recording of one of our latest YouTube videos. To find us, go to youtube.com slash redditreaders or click the link in the description below. Hey everyone and welcome back to r slash pro revenge, the subreddit where people get expert revenge on those who have wronged them. Today's post, Apprentice Engineer Pisses Off the Crew, Gets Left Behind 250 Miles From Home. Some years ago, I got a gig working a weekend music festival. Fairly simple too. 10 bands per day and all pretty standard rock and roll fare. Boss Man puts four of us out on the gig. Me, Dreadful Boris, Big Chris, and Hammer. He also said we'd be taking out an apprentice, a young lad who was the son of a local promoter. Well, always nice to have an extra pair of hands, and it's good to help train the next generation. After all, that's how we learned in the past. As it turned out, this lad was about as much use as an aqualung to a trout, and had an entitled attitude the size of a mid-ranged African country. On the journey down in the truck, he was boasting as to how he was a, quote, really good sound engineer already, and that he could probably show us a few tricks. Oh, really? We get to the venue and get busy unloading the truck. We've got a 16-tonner stuffed to the gills with two sound desks and about 16 kilowatts of sound gear for front of house and about 6 kilowatts of monitors. As you might imagine, this is pretty heavy stuff, and it takes all of us to safely unload it and get it stacked up in place. Except that, after unloading the first amp rack, all on wheels but still around 80 kilos, the entitled brat snottily announces that I'm a sound engineer, not a humper, and promptly strolls off. Uh, okay. Well... We don't really need him gumming up the works. We're all well used to slinging boxes around, so about an hour later, we've got the rig stacked up and strapped down, run out the multi-core to the front of house desk, and are ready to start cabling up and tying power into the on-site generator. Out of nowhere, the spotty oik emerges from whatever hole he had buried himself in and asks what he can do. I say, I'm going to plug up front of house. Perhaps you could help Hammer cable up the speakers. I don't take orders from girlies. Quick side note here. Hammer was 5'9", drop-dead gorgeous, and as hard as nails. Hence her nickname. She was also a damn fine front-of-house engineer and a bloody good mate. Boris, Chris, and I collectively groaned inwardly and winced in anticipation of a full 16-inch broadside from Hammer. Seriously, folks, you do not... Fuck with her, unless you want the family jewels dangling from the nearest tree. Instead, she smiles sweetly, never a good sign, and says, Well, I'm sure you'll learn something useful. I then go off to play with cables in the front of house, while Boris and Chris busy themselves with the monitors. A while later, I'm back on stage. Spotty Oik has wandered off again. Hammer has this resigned look on her face. What happened, I ask. Turns out that despite cables and connector ports being well-labeled, the oik had managed to make a complete pig's ear of plugging up the amp racks. Trust me, it's very hard to make this kind of mistake. 
I found the orc some moments later and told him that it was not the proper way of doing things, and that if he wasn't sure what to do, that he should always ask one of us beforehand. What then came out of his mouth absolutely floored me. I don't need to know all that shit. I'm a sound engineer. Blink. Hammer, who was standing a few feet away, snorted derisively and rolled her eyes heavenwards. It took me a few seconds to process this particular nugget of stupid. Well, you have to know how all this works. It's part and parcel of the job, and as you're here to learn, I suggest you pay attention. Well, you're just a bunch of roadies. What do you know? Upon delivering this charming bon mot, he ambles off again, leaving me to retrieve my jaw from off the deck and hammer barely able to restrain a fit of laughter that would have incapacitated a rhino. At a guess, this idiot thought he was going to be white-gloving front of house for the whole gig. An hour or so later, we're all set up and we now have a fair idea of the acts that are going to be performing. In situations like this, you rarely get the opportunity of a full-blown sound check, so you have to rely on experience to set the desk up from cold. Luckily, we got the first act on stage a half hour before the kickoff, so I could quickly get a rough sense of the overall setup. A bit of exposition. It's convenient to reuse channels across acts, so I generally keep the first 20 or so channels for drums, bass, and guitars, and the last half dozen or so channels for vocals. If a band comes in with anything else, percussion, brass, Tibetan, nose flutes, etc., we whack them on channels in the middle. Keeps things nice, simple, and consistent across the board, and becomes important in a moment. The working procedure in show is also simple. Dreadful Boris and Big Chris run the monitor desk, and Hammer and I run front of house. We'll do two acts each before handing over to the other, saves wear and tear on the ears. And when we're not running the desk, we'll handle setting up the stage for each act and troubleshooting where necessary, as well as doing runs for food and coffee in between. We also tasked the spotty oik with helping with the stage setups, which rapidly proved problematical. We finished the first act and aimed to do the turnover within 15 minutes. Generally, the incoming act will tell us their mic requirements and we'll write up a mic plot, which then gets sent up to the front of house desk. Up comes Spotty Oik with the mic plot, and he goes back to help with the stage setup. As I'm checking each mic, I notice that I cannot hear the vocal channels. No sooner had I spotted this than Dreadful Boris comes on the intercom and asks me if I can hear the vocal channels. He can't hear them either. He then goes off to check the stage box where all the mics are plugged into. From all the way out front, I hear him shout, FUCK ME! Seconds later, he's back on the cans. Do you know what that fecking idiot has done? Only repatched all the vocal channels so that all the plugs on the stage box are, quote, lined up neatly one after the other. His words. Ye gods. Boris rapidly repatches the mics and we're good to go again. A few hours later, and I'm starting my second shift out front. I won't bore you with my experiences of riding herd on Spotty Oik on the stage shift, which, shall we say, was interesting. Currently on stage is a rather nice jazz septet. I love doing jazz. Give me a nice 20-piece big band and I'm a happy bunny. Up strolls he who shall not be mentioned and asks, When can I have a go at mixing? I'm really good, you know. 
Seeing as he's here to learn, I tell him he can take the next act under my supervision. This happened to be an acoustic duo, two guitars and two vocals. Even the most Tiro engineer should be able to handle something so simple, right? Wrong! I've already set what I regarded as a sensible baseline on the faders for him to work with. First thing he does, he reaches for the master faders and cranks in another 15 decibels. No! Immediately, the rig teeters on the edge of feedback and I rapidly pull the mains back. Look and listen, balance out the two vocals, then the guitars, leave the mains alone. He then starts making wildly inappropriate changes to the channel's EQ. Again, the rig starts to squeak. Okay, enough! I shove him out of the way and bring it back under control. I won't fatigue you further with the endless catalog of foul-ups and attitude that he managed to affect over the rest of the weekend. Suffice it to say that despite the best efforts of myself and Hammer to try and teach this guy, they all went to naught. Couple this with the constant drip 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 of snide commentary about how he was really a better engineer than the rest of us, and by the end of the weekend we're all pretty pissed off. Come the end of the event and it's now the fun part of striking the rig and loading out. I'm being sarcastic about the fun part, by the way. Two solid days and we're all knackered and the last thing we want to be doing is the get out, but of course, it has to be done. It's always an all-hands-on-deck situation, except the spotty oik has, once again, vanished into the woodwork. Two back-breaking hours later, and we're all done and the truck loaded to go home. So where is the spotty oik? Nowhere! We give it a good 15 minutes, but no joy. We then decide to go look for him, so we spend another 20 minutes trolling around the site trying to find him. Again, he's done a disappearing act. We get back to the truck, it's now close to 3am, and almost simultaneously we say, fuck him. We climb back aboard and drive the 250 miles back to the warehouse to unload. Next afternoon, boss man calls me to find out why we'd left the spotty oik behind. I gave him the cliff notes and was then told that the oik had had to call his dad at 3 in the morning to come and get him. A 500 mile round trip. He then said, I never liked that promoter anyway. He was always late paying the bill on previous gigs. Next time he calls wanting a rig and crew, I think I'll tell him to fuck off. So that's it for the post, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. I gotta say, it left me a little dissatisfied. I really don't feel like this bratty kid, this spotty oik, which I guess is a uh, an English expression, perhaps, um really got what was coming to him. I don't know if he learned his lesson just from having to call his dad to pick him up, but, um, you know, it really gives me anxiety. We've done, uh, I've done some streaming and YouTube stuff and we've done these, these recordings, these pod, this podcast and, um, these Reddit recordings. And I cannot imagine someone just coming in and messing with a carefully tuned audio and video like type setup. It, it takes, me at least being uh, more of a an amateur or semi-professional it takes me so long to get things calibrated just the way i want them that if somebody came in and just had no idea what they were doing and were acting like they were better than me that would absolutely infuriate me but um it was a great story really kept me uh entertained all the way through and we hope you enjoyed it as well as always if you like the story if you have something to contribute to it leave a like or a comment in the discussion below it always helps us out a lot and if you'd like to see more 
and hear more posts from r slash pro revenge and other subreddits in the future please subscribe thank you so much for watching and for listening enjoying the podcast an easy and effective way to support us is to simply subscribe to our youtube channel you can find us at youtube.com slash reddit readers or click the link in the description box below it would mean so much to us as always thank you for listening